Hey y'all, it's Crystal. And it's Samantha, and this is Serial Holic Sisters. True crime shit. So what's new? What's new? <laughs> not much, anything girl. Anything new? Anything not, new going on? <laughs> not not much going on here. Just been doing the, the virtual learning and that that's about it over here. <laughs> not me. Not me. I send my kids to school this week. They start in a couple days, right? Yeah, they start on Thursday. It's going to be so, definitely different. So you're so excited and they're so not excited to go back to school. Yeah. Is that right? <laughs> in, yes. In fact, um, my oldest was like, mom, why can't I do homeschooling like Ethan, his best friend? Mm. And I was like, because you need to go to school. You need social interaction. He goes, my social, I can do it with him. I can go to his house if we can do homeschooling there and I was like uh no bruh because <laughs> he's gonna be doing it on his own time and his mom works with me so I know his mom isn't like um gonna be sitting there with him doing the virtual learning the whole time like he's right. gonna have to do it um and I was like why so you guys can rush through your assignments and play video games no thanks that, <laughs> so that he's mad at right. me <laughs> he's that pretty mad at me Definitely sounds like what they would probably would have done. Yeah, I was like, absolutely not. You're going to school. <laughs> yes. Mama needs a break. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care if I have to sign a waiver for you to go to school. <laughs> You're going to school. <laughs> right. So the whole reason, the whole reason my kiddo stayed home is because I just assumed as soon as school starts back, they're just going to shut it down. Oh, I know. The way That's everything's the been going. That's and, pretty much the only thing that, right. that um, and, I'm scared of. This, and plus since I'm home thing. plus since I'm home with them it's just easier this way like if it I was is. if I was still working then it'd definitely be harder to to do this from home I but know, I the know. good thing is that after a while if you want to enroll them into school and like stop doing the virtual learning you can so hopefully well, once all it. this blows over we can just send them home back I know I that's the only thing that I'm scared about with the kids is um them going to school being there a week and then having to shut it down again because it's too many right plus but, the way the way the schools around here are going the ones that are going to school they only go two days a week yeah so that's really odd um because they, ours yeah. is not ours is going all week i believe yeah so, so mine starts thursday um, <laughs> you believe you don't know <laughs> no i don't know i'm so confused by the whole curriculum right plan. i'm not gonna lie it is so confusing because it's so different this year um they start thursday they only go half a day then they go back friday and they go the full day then all next week is supposed to be full days well i told aiden i was like hey i'm gonna need you to um ask your teacher on thursday when you go in if you go every day after that. <laughs> that's hysterical. <laughs> that's, that's how, <laughs> that's, that's what kind of parent I am. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm just so confused. But anyways, so let's, let's go ahead and like get started. Um, I'm ready. I'm ready to hear what you're doing. I remember you said that you were going to do so one that somebody suggested. I am going to do a suggested. So um, I'm actually going to do the first suggestion that we were given. Um, I think, which we were given this a couple weeks ago. And I just tried, tried to like ease it in there, you know. Um, so huge shout out to, to the guy that uh, sent us this suggestion. Appreciate it. It's a good one. Um, I'm going to be going over Albert Fish. 
See, I knew when you I'm said the first suggestion, I knew that's what it was. I was like, oh yeah, this is, this is a rough one. So, it's yeah. a rough one. He's, he's fucked up, man. <laughs> that shit is in, fucked up. He's in the best words possible. He's a fucked up fool. <laughs> this is true. So, okay. okay. So well, I'm ready. I'm basically, ready to hear this it. crazy fool, basically this crazy fool was actually born as Hamilton Fish. Oh. He was not born as Albert and Fish. He thought um, Albert was better than Hamilton? Yeah. Um, so he was born in, well, and I'll get to why. So he was born in Washington, D.C. He was said to have been named after Hamilton Fish, a distant relative. Okay. Um, he, and this, it's so fucked up. So he ended up changing his name um, because he was getting made fun of called his nickname at an orphanage that he went to which i'll get to that was ham and eggs <laughs> okay really odd which is I guess, delicious i guess kids were calling him ham <laughs> yeah they were calling him ham and eggs he didn't care for it and he actually decided to change his name and wished to be called albert which was after a dead sibling that's really sad it is so, um, See, now I feel bad about my Albert <laughs> I still don't, because he's <laughs> fucked up, man. I know. <laughs> um, but his father was 43 years older than his mother. Okay. So, yeah. That's a lot Apparently older. Apparently, age, age did not matter to them. <laughs> it so. doesn't. To, to some people, it doesn't. That's fine. Yeah. That's just a lot for me. That's, That's a preference. A lot, lot for me. <laughs> I mean, my husband's older than me. And it's a lot for me. No, I'm just kidding. He's only four days. Older. I was like, what? He's not even a week older than you. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. He's only four wow. days. Wow. Um, so, so he was the youngest child. Uh, he had three living siblings, Walter, Annie, and Edwin. Um, okay. They ended up losing, I guess his mother had a couple other kids, but they died. Granted, this was... Albert's dated back in the 1800s, so, you know, tuberculosis, any of those oh, type of things. Got that death, TB. Got that TB. Got that consumption. So, um, so, yeah, basically, if you, if you, there was only four of them total. So, member, many members of his family actually dealt with mental illness. That's not good. So, one was even stated to have suffered from get this never heard of that uh religious mania apparently oh. that's apparently that's a thing okay <laughs> um did not know that did, um did jim jones have that <laughs> i'm no. gonna say so i'm gonna <laughs> say it just it's everybody everybody be getting it <laughs> except except um, that it was his own religion because he just picked stuff they liked from the bible <laughs> yeah yeah and also, like, just a heads up on this whole case, like, it's going to be all over the place because this guy was messed up. So all the trigger warnings, people. It, it is. There's trigger warnings, but it's like weird. Like the, the information that I was able to find on this guy was so um, PC that I like had to dig pretty deep to get some of this stuff because most of the stuff was just like, oh, yeah, he did this or he did that. And that was like basically all I could find yeah and so I had to actually go yeah I had to pull out um a lot more information than mm -hmm. I, I was gonna I say I was gonna say I know there's a lot of like 
not PC information, just that I've heard like from other podcasts or like that I've read about. But I, um, yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah you got to dig deep but to find that stuff. But it's the main information too. Right. So you'll, we'll, we'll get to it. Um, so he, the eldest fish brother died of a heart attack at the 6th Street Station of the Pennsylvania Railroad in 1875. And because of this, his mother, um, Albert's mother, in, ended up putting him into an orphanage. So was um, that the original Albert that died of the heart attack? Or no? Uh, yes, that was the original one. That's why he decided he wished to be called Albert after okay. his dead sibling. Um, so she put him into an orphanage shortly after. Um, he was treated like m most of our statistical that uh, makes serial me think, killers. Sorry, that makes me think original Albert was the one taking care of he was Hamilton because he was. why would she just put him up after he passed away? Yeah, it was it was crazy because um, I didn't. Here's here's why I say it's PC because I looked everywhere to see if like Walter and Annie and Edwin had all gone to the orphanage and I could not find anything. It was just about Albert. So I was like, did she just put this kid up in there? Was he just too much for her? So, so many it's questions arise. It's because he, it's so cause many he was crazy. It's because he was crazy. He was fucking nuts. So, um, it, it leads me to presume that his oldest sibling that died that he wished to be called Albert from um, was taking care of him because his mother ended up putting him in, in an orphanage shortly after. So, um... He was treated, like I said, he was treated like most of our statistical serial killers. He was beaten and he was whipped and he was done, it was done so frequently there that eventually he began to enjoy the physical pain. Oh no. Like as in he would get erections from the beatings and, and other orphans would actually tease him because of it. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, it was it was a little a little messed up, but I mean, I hate to say this, but you know, you hear all the the serial killers out there that are, oh, my mother treated me like this. This is why I did this. It's always something, right? Right. Um, but now you're like, really, you're doing it because an orphanage did it to you? I don't believe it. I'm sorry. I think you're just wired that way. <laughs> <laughs> He just I mean, fucked up. I mean, it's possible. So, um, in 1879... That just, that just brought it out in him, probably. Like, I he was know. probably wired like that. He had all the history of the mental health in the family. Like, it, it, that could have just brought it all out. Yeah, it's fucking weird. So, like, here's, here's what's even weirder. So, he's in this orphanage for a couple years, right? Well, in 1879, his mother ends up getting a government job... So she was able to get him back and look after him. So she went and got him from the orphanage because apparently nobody else wanted him. <laughs> Aww. And he, he started uh, shortly a few years later in 1882. He was 12 years old. Um, he started a homosexual, a homosexual relationship with a telegraph boy. Okay. You said he was, he, you said he was, okay, that's what, 12 years old? Yeah. That's, how? how? That's prepubescent age. Like, I how mean, are you starting any kind of relationship? He could have been an early bloomer. Could have been an early bloomer. Mm -hmm. Also, 
Again, so many questions. Heard, so I many questions. You might have this in your notes. I heard on um, when I've heard about him. I heard that in the orphanage, he was not only like beaten by other people in the orphanage, but also like raped by like other boys, like older was, boys. He was sexually he was sexually assaulted. Um, it was yes, it was in there. He was sexually assaulted. It comes out later, um, which is part of the reason that he starts his relationships with boys now. Right. Um, because he, they stated that he was raped, but here's the thing. He started enjoying it, so it wasn't so much rape as consensual for him. Right. So, um, yeah. So he would visit public baths where he would watch boys undress and spent a great portion of his weekends on these visits. Ew. Yeah. Isn't Don't that like that. First of all. I didn't know public baths was a thing. <laughs> that was a thing. Oh my gosh. I don't remember when I learned about that, but I was not okay with it. I was like, what? I guess it was the 1800s, but I was just right. saying, like, because they didn't um, have like a lot of like all the running water and all the house and all that stuff. So like, that's where you went to take your bath. Like you, there was just, just this big public area. Which is so disgusting to me. Well, yeah, I'm sorry. It's disgusting to everyone, I would hope. <laughs> I could not I could not live in the eighteen hundreds. <laughs> I would just be like, kill me. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I can't take a bath in front of him. I'm sorry. <laughs> also, I'm not using your used bath water because gross. <laughs> also, you're disgusting. <laughs> so um <laughs> anywho, by eighteen ninety, um he he left and arrived in New York City and was said to have become a male prostitute okay. or sex I worker, that money. I guess we should say. Right. Um, so he started raping young boys. Oh, that's not part of that. I know. A crime that he actually kept committing even after his mother arranged a marriage for him. To a woman? So, yes. So in, 19, or in 1898, eight years later... He was married to a woman nine years younger than him. Poor girl. He ended up having six kids. Okay. Albert. Of course. He, he cannot pick a new name. <laughs> no. <laughs> pick a it's new like, name. It's like Albert one, Albert two. It's like George Foreman. <laughs> Albert. <laughs> so, so little, little young Albert, um, Anna, Gertrude, Eugene, John, and Henry. Okay. Um, after uh, Henry, after the youngest was born, he was arrested for embezzlement and sentenced to incarceration in... <laughs> Sorry, I got real confused. I thought you were saying that Henry got arrested for embezzlement, and I was like, he's a baby. No, no. After, <laughs> after he was born. <laughs> um, <laughs> where he would, he would regularly have sex with men while he was in prison. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so that happened. That happened. Um, which is so disgusting to me, but it ends up leaving him in a divorce, too, uh, later oh, on Oh, yeah, down. he was still married to that poor girl. Yeah, so he was still married, and then, um, like, after he went to jail, they ended up getting divorced or whatever, like, and he couldn't deal with the rejection. It was really weird. Like, he's a really weird guy. Yeah. He, like... I think that's like, been established. <laughs> it, it, it's... It, it reminds me so much of, like, Ed Gein. So, you remember when Ed Gein, like, he was socially awkward? Well, this guy was the same way. 
Yeah. So he was like a super socially awkward person. He was, yeah. So a lot, a lot of these nice, guys were super awkward too when they were younger. Yeah, yeah. In 1898, when he got out, um, he worked as a house painter. And this is where he in, would end up meeting families with young children, where he would start molesting them. Mostly boys under the age of six years old. Ugh. I know. It just makes me want to pull him up from the grave and punch him. Oh, <laughs> that too. I was going to say vomit, but that's better. Vomit on him? Is that what you said? <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was just going to say that makes me want to vomit, but, but, yours, but like, yours is better. <laughs> like that. We could pull him up, punch him, and then vomit on him. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> Whatever floats your boat. <laughs> um, he was later taken by a male lover to a waxworks museum where he was fascinated by a bisection of a penis, which developed a morbid interest in castration. That's not okay. So basically this guy, so he, here he got this socially awkward guy that, that keeps getting interested molest- in all the wrong things. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, yes, socially awkward guy um, gets raped in an orphanage, ends up liking it after a while, Ends up having a relationship at 12. so terrible and sad and not okay. It ends up being 12 years old in a um, homosexual relationship. Then ends up being in a freaking arranged marriage to a woman he doesn't want to be married to. He wants to be with guys. Goes to prison. Is with guys. Then starts molesting children. And it's all, it all has to do with like every little situation that he's put into He's like, oh, this sounds fascinating. Oh, I'm just going to keep doing this. <laughs> no. So he goes stop. to a wax museum. He's like, mm-hmm. oh, look at this penis. Let me castrate it. <laughs> like, that's, that's not okay. I, I know several guys that would disagree with that thought. I don't, I don't, think, I don't think that's. By yeah, several, I, I mean all of them. <laughs> <laughs> like every single man on the earth. That's, that's um, not okay. Okay. So after, well, what, go ahead, tell me what the hell did he do next? <laughs> so, so after after he's um, done with his interesting castration, right? He develops a relationship with a mentally challenged man, where he Aww. attempts to. Ca- I know this is. A Don't take advantage of him. He attempted to castrate him while tying him up. Attempted to? Oh. Yeah. So the man actually became super frightened, and he fled. Good. So this. Good, so good was, on you. Good. I just clapped. Did you hear that? <laughs> I know. Yay. <laughs> so this is where, this is where, um, fish ends up intensifying his visits to brothels. So he would go to these brothels and have these guys whip and beat him more often to get him off because that's apparently what you need to do. <laughs> wow. No. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, He's, so he's married, you know, his wife ends up leaving him for a handyman, um, who boarded with them, like with the family, like he was staying with them. So because of this rejection, he started to hear voices. So for example, he once, he, he once wrapped himself up in a carpet and said he was following the instructions of John the apostle. No. 
Yeah. If you <laughs> do you hear that door creak? I, I heard your I heard your closet pod lab. <laughs> Did you hear the door creak? That was just the hubs. He was bringing me a, a drink. He's nice. <laughs> During our podcast, what? No, I'm just kidding. I was parched. That's, a, that's okay. That's okay. I'm totally in my kid's bedroom. Bedroom huddled up. So. <laughs> I don't even it's, think it's, my husband knows I'm home. <laughs> it's, it's fine. At least you're not dying in a car somewhere. <laughs> I know. It was too hot. It was too hot. I couldn't do it anymore. Um, so in 1910, Fish committed what may have been his first attack on a child. Tom Bedden in Wilmington, Delaware. What was that last name? <laughs> Thomas Bedden? No, the last one you said? I just, that was the only name I said. Oh, okay. I thought you said two names. Carry on. No, no, no. It was Thomas Fedden <laughs> in, okay. Wilming, in, in Wilmington, Delaware. He did it in, in Wilmington. Wilmington. Okay. I thought you said and will. I was like, who? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. no, bro. No. <laughs> are you, are so, you good, sis? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was his first attack, but it, but it's not known to have been like it's not proven so they, well, they so he could have had more attacks before that but there's nothing to prove that's what you're saying yeah so there's nothing to prove and it, it's not proven that he technically did that um as oh. well because uh it it just matched what his mo was and i'll get okay. to that got it um so in 1919 he stabbed a mentally challenged boy in georgetown washington why does he keep going for these mentally challenged boys? Well, Leave them alone. It, was, it was pretty consistent because many of his victims were mentally challenged because, or disabled. Because he saw them as an easy target, I'm sure. Because he believed that they were people that would not be missed. Right. So, That's so sad. So he would go for the mentally challenged or disabled or um, also African Americans because back then they wouldn't be missed, uh, yeah. you know? Um, That's not okay. So That's terrible. Those were... Yeah, it, it's sad. So, um, here's here's a really creepy incident. This isn't oh, good. this isn't to his. Um, July eleventh, nineteen twenty four. Fish found eight year old Beatrice Peel playing alone on her parents' Staten Island farm, mm -hmm. and he offered her money to come and help him look for some fresh rhubarb in the fields next to their property. And she was actually about to leave the farm with him when her mother came out and chased him off. Good. So he, oh, my God. He, oh, this isn't it, though. He left, but then he returned later to the Keel's barn where he tried to sleep for the night before he was discovered by the father. and Who should asked, have just shot him with a shotgun and been um, done with it. A hundred percent. That's exactly what I was going to say. Like, back then... It wouldn't have fucking mattered. Okay. <laughs> like, like get off my property, boy. <laughs> <Sprow>. <laughs> Man. All of so, this, all of the crazy to come could have been avoided if this guy had just, just took him out then. Oh, man. He, there were so many instances that he could have been put away, too. It just shocks me that it lasted this long. Ugh. So, a couple years later, on May 25th, um, Edward Budd, put a classified ad in the Sunday edition of the New York world that read young man, 18 wishes position in country, Edward Budd, 406 West 15th street. So on May 28th, 
Fish, who was then 58 years old, visited the Bud family in Manhattan um, under the pretense of hiring Edward. He introduced himself as Frank Howard, a farmer from Farmingdale, New York. That's that's real original. (laughs) I'm a farmer from uh, the Farmingdale. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Wow. Okay. It makes me me think of uh, um, Phoebe off Friends when she's like... (laughs) Her, her You're talking name. to my soul right now. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Uh, Regina Falange. Regina Regina Falange. <laughs> my name is Regina Falange. <laughs> yes, it is. That's my fake name. I always give. <laughs> so, when he arrived, um, Fish met Bud's younger sister, ten-year-old Grace. He promised to hire Bud and said if he would send him, send for him in a few days. So on his second visit. He agreed to hire Bud, then convinced the parents um, to let Fish take Grace for the day. No. To, uh, I guess, like they were going, he, he convinced him to take him somewhere. So he left with her, but Absolutely never not. Back. So I feel like I've heard this, and I want to say that he said he was going, he told them he was going, I could be wrong, but I feel like he told them that he was going to, like, maybe his daughter's. Our granddaughter's Birth- birthday party birthday. Yes. yes it was some it was some birthday party and was so, like she um, would she would have fun you should let me take her and yeah. i would have been like so hell like, the fucking no stranger danger like what the fuck you thank you no these like literally only knew this person twice now like second time meeting him and he's like oh yeah i'll hire you hey um your little sister or your daughter or whatever because it's he convinced the parents your daughter um, she's about the, the same age as mine. Uh, I'm going to take her to a birthday party. Is that cool with you, bro? And they're like, oh yeah, yeah, sure. Cool, cool, cool. And so like, he goes, <laughs> no, it ain't cool, cool, cool. <laughs> I know. But then he never comes back. So the police actually arrested Charles Edward Pope on, um, September 5th, 1930 as the suspect of the kidnapping. He was 66 years old, um, lived in an apartment house. Uh, Wait, time out. He was a superintendent there. Oh, I'm not done. Yeah, no, I know what you're going to say. So the reason (laughs) this guy was was taken to jail is because his wife, his estranged wife, had accused him of this. So he spent 108 days in jail um, between his arrest and the trial date for this. So he was basically framed. And my thing is, the parents are like, oh, here, take grace. The first suspect should not have ever been somebody else. <laughs> like, why did they not look at him? <laughs> why did they not look at him? Why were the parents not like, she went with this guy and then we never saw him again? Like, what could happen? And they're like, oh, it was this other random guy because she said so. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> so that's why. So then I this could poor never bastard. Be in, I could never live. Then this poor innocent bastard has to sit in jail for 108 days. <laughs> 108 days. I was just thinking, are you effing kidding me? (laughs) No, this girl said he did it. So, looks like he did it. It's fucked up. (laughs) So, um, which, this brings me to, um, I have all the the problems with that. I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay. I know, I know. So, this brings me to the letter. So, seven years later, in November 1934, an anonymous letter, 
seven years later. Seven years after Grace went missing. Okay. Yes. An anonymous letter was sent to the girl's parents, which led the police to Albert Fish. (gasps) Imagine that. Imagine that. Shocker. (laughs) So um, I'm going to read the letter. There's a lot of misspellings and grammatical errors, and it's because the guy couldn't fucking read. Um, (laughs) Or write. (laughs) Or read. Uh, Yeah, I couldn't do any of it. So I'm just going to read you the letter. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Okay. Dear Mrs. Bud, in 1894, a friend of mine shipped as a deckhand on the steamer Tacoma Captain John Davis They sailed from San Francisco for Hong Kong, China. On arriving there, I know it's so fucking weird. I'm not like, what does this have to do with anything? (laughs) Nothing. nothing. Sorry. On arriving there, (laughs) on arriving there, he and two others went ashore and got drunk. When they returned, the boat was gone. At that time, there was famine in China. (laughs) Famine? Meat? Sure. That's, I think, what he's trying to say. I'm trying to read his forehead. <laughs> <laughs> I was meat, trying to decipher it. Meat, meat of any kind was from one to three dollars per pound. So great was the suffering among the very poor that all children under 12 were sold for food in order to keep others from starving. A boy or girl under 14 was not safe in the street. You could go in any shop and ask for steak, chops, or stew meat. Part of the naked body of a boy or girl would be brought out and just what you wanted cut from it. A boy or girl's behind, which is the sweetest part of the body, and sold as veal cutlet brought the highest price. What the fuck? Yeah, dude. (laughs) John stayed so there so long he acquired a taste for human flesh. On his return to New York, he stole two boys, one seven and one eleven, took them to his home, stripped them naked, tied them in a closet, then burned everything they had on. Several times every day and night he spanked them, tortured them to make their meat good and tender. First he killed the eleven-year-old boy because he had the fattest ass and of course the most meat oh on God. it. Every okay. every part of his body was cooked and eaten except the head, bones, and guts. Oh. He was he was roasted. Oh yeah, hey trigger warning. He was roasted. <laughs> That's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> he was roasted in the oven. All of his ass boiled, broiled, fried, and stewed. The I'm little sorry. boy was next. Can you time when- out right there? <laughs> time out right there. Who the fuck is John and what does that have to do with anything? I don't know. I'm just reading you the, the letter. I'm reading like, you the letter. <laughs> Why is he sending all this bullshit? Okay. I don't know. He's weird. The little boy was next. Went the same way. At that time, I was living 
at 409 East 100. Oh, okay. Here. We're triangulating. <laughs> We're triangulating ourselves. <laughs> he, he's just straight giving them the address. He told, he told me so often how good human flesh was. I made up my mind to taste it. Oh. On, on Sunday, June the 3rd, 1928, I called on you at 406 West 15th Street. Hold up. This is, this is how he was caught. Is he about to tell them? That yeah. he, he wanted to taste flesh, so that's why he took their daughter? Yes. Is that what's happening right now? Yeah, yeah, trigger warning. Okay. Um, <laughs> I called on you, uh, brought you pot, cheese, Why the fuck would he write her parents this? He wrote it to her parents? Yeah. Okay. Carry on. We had lunch. Grace sat in my lap and kissed me. Uh-uh. I made up my mind to eat her. What on the, the pretense fuck? of... I'm not <laughs> sorry I'm just reacting on the, on the pretense of taking her to a party you said yes she could go I took her to an empty house in First West Chester mistake I know I know I took her to an empty house in West Chester I had already picked out when we got there I told her to remain outside she picked wildflowers I went upstairs stripped off all my clothes I knew if I did not I would get blood on them when all was ready, I went to the window and called her. Then I hid in the closet. Until she, okay. Then I hid in the closet until she was in the room. When she saw me all naked, she began to cry and tried to run down the stairs. Oh I grabbed God. her and she said she would tell she would tell her mama. First I stripped her naked. Oh, that's so how sad. She, how she did kick, bite, and scratch. Oh I choked God. her to death. Then cut her in small pieces so I could take my meat to my rooms, cook and eat it. How sweet and tender her little ass was roasted in the oven. It took me nine days to eat her entire body. I did not fuck her though. I could have, I wished she died a virgin. Are you kidding me right now? Does that make that okay? It does not make it okay. Does he think that makes it okay? Apparently so. First of all, the I will tell my mama just made me want to just burst into tears. Oh my God. I did burst into tears when I read it. I was like, oh my God. That is fucking was, terrible. So oh. this isn't even the worst part. He wrote Mr. that to Bud her was parents? To her parents. So See, this um, is why. Yeah. Can I just say, this is, first of all, going back to don't let your kids go with someone they you just met. I'm insane. Like, my kid, my daughter's got a friend that has spent the night over here multiple times. She has never spent the night anywhere because I don't know them. I know that's terrible, but I'm crazy. (laughs) Oh, no. I'm the same way. In fact, like, if my kids want to stay the night somewhere, first of all, I need to know who it is. It's a small town here. So, where I live, like, everybody knows everybody. So, I mean, I know where my kids are staying and it's typically like across the street or something. Cause there's only really two kids that my kids actually go to their house. Right. And that's it. Why? Because it's nothing against the parents. It's nothing against anything. You just don't know who to trust. Exactly. I have nothing against the parents. I just don't know. Your neighbor, your neighbor could be the sweetest old lady, but inside her house she could be a serial killer you just never know like lock the windows guys (laughs) see for real lock those windows it's different you hear i said my daughter it's different with the son 
his best friend literally lives at my house is my other son yeah that's i have no problem with him going over to their house but he is just a little mama's boy about it and oh no I... <laughs> thank you um aiden is the same like aiden aiden's best friend ethan stays the night here or aiden will go stay the night there but here's the thing about ethan his best friend lives next door to my parents <laughs> right so literally his best friend lives next door to his own grandparents so i mean i know he's safe right and then gunner gunner's only stayed the night at his friend's house one time his entire life and i mean he's damn near 10. yep so um don't send your kids with strangers people I just or else don't, like or else I would they rather, will cut them up and eat them I would that is the lesson them, today I would rather them come to my house because at least I know my kids are home safe. <laughs> right. And I'm not a serial killer, so <laughs> yeah. Right. We're not saying okay. other parents are. We're just saying. We're just saying. Strangers will cut up and eat your children. So <laughs> just keep that in mind. <laughs> so here's here's the sad bit of information. So Mrs. Bud oh, there's, was there's actually more sad. Oh yeah, there's more. Mrs. Bud was actually illiterate and she could she not read, read the letter. It? Oh no, somebody had to read it to her? Her son. Oh! So she that was a weird sound, but that was terrible. Okay. Is that not so devastating to have her son have to read about his little sister being murdered? So, um, Fish later admitted to his attorney that he did indeed rape Grace, but he was a... a <sighs> a compulsive liar so it still may be untrue because when he was arrested he told the police that it never even entered his head to rape her which i would see that like he, he, was just, he just wanted to eat her yeah, yeah. that's all <laughs> he just wanted to eat her so um the later the letter was delivered um in an envelope that had a small hexagonal embol with the letters nypcba standing for New York Private Chauffeurs Benevolent Association. I don't know. <laughs> Benevolent? I probably just, that's probably what I meant to write. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have my own grammatical errors. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what benevolent is. Like, <laughs> I was like, benevolent, that's why I said, I don't know. <laughs> I totally spelled that wrong. So that's why uh, I was like, if you want to know what that stands for, look it up. No. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. I mean, I do, I have, I type out my own notes. So, <laughs> You're right. um, so a janitor, uh, at the company told the police that he had taken some of the stationary home, but left it in his rooming house at 200 East 52nd street when he moved out. The landlady of the rooming house said that Fish had checked out of that room a few days earlier and that Fish's son sent him money and she was asked to hold his next check for him. So that's kind of how they, they caught him. So, so the lead investor- Albert, Albert Jr. Jr. sent him money or was it Henry? Yeah, probably. No. <laughs> it was probably one of them. Okay. So like the lead, the lead investigator on the case waited outside the room until he returned to pick up a check and he agreed to go to the headquarters for questioning. But at the street door- um, or, but at the street, the door, uh, he lunged at the investigator, William F. King with a razor in each hand. Oh. <laughs> so he, okay. King disarmed. It's yeah. He disarmed fish. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I'll come. I'll come with you. <laughs> 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 I 
Because <laughs> that's, that's totally how it needs to go. So that's what I see in my head. That's exactly me too. <laughs> <laughs> so super dramatic too. Um, he disarmed him, took him to the police headquarters. He so Fish made no attempt to deny the Grace uh, Bud murder. He said that he meant to go to the house to kill Edward Bud, Grace's brother. Oh, but she was just an easier target. <sighs> so post sorry post capture discoveries um, was Billy Gaffney. Uh, he was playing in the hallway outside of his family's apartment in Brooklyn with his friend Billy Beaton on February 11th, 1927, which was a year prior to the Grace situation. Okay. So both of the boys, both of the boys disappeared, but the friend was found on the roof of an apartment house. Oh, when God. asked what happened to Gaffney, Beaton said the boogeyman took him. <gasps> oh, that's so, so sad. I know. Initially, um, were they Peter, both named Billy? Did I hear that wrong? Yeah, they were both named Billy. That is um, so confusing. I know, yeah. Billy G and Billy B. <laughs> Initially, Peter Kudzinowski. I don't know. It's a weird. Sounds good. One. Yeah, I'll go with it. He was a suspect for the murder of Billy Gaffney, but then Joseph Meehan, a motorman on Brooklyn trolley, saw a picture of fish in the newspaper and and identified him as the old man that he saw. On February 11th, the same day that the boys went missing, who was trying to quiet a little boy stand or sitting with him on the trolley. Oh. So the boy wasn't wearing a jacket and was crying for his mother and was dragged by the man on and off the trolley. No, nobody stopped him. Stop him. He's crying for know. his mother. I know. So the the police matched the description of the child to Billy Gaffney. Gaffney's daughter was body was never recovered. Um, Billy's mother visited Fish and Sing Sing to try to get more details of her son's death. And this is what Fish later confessed. He um, ate him, didn't he? Well, here's another uh, detailed type letter. Okay. <laughs> okay. I brought him to the Riker Avenue dumps. There's a house that stands alone, not far from where I took him. I took the boy there, stripped him naked. Tied his hands and feet, gagged him with a piece of dirty rag. I picked out Ugh, of the dump. Why is it gonna be dirty? Then I, I don't know. Then I burned his clothes, threw his shoes in the dump. Then I walked back and took the trolley to 59th, 59th Street at 2 a.m. and walked from there home. Next day, about 2 p.m., I took tools and a good heavy Cat 09 tails. Okay. I, I think that homemade. I don't know why I know this, but I think that's like a kind of whip. Oh, that's nice. I honestly, I didn't know what it was. Homemade, short handle. So that's probably what it is. Okay. Cut, cut one of my belts in half, slit these halves in six strips about eight inches long. I whipped his bear behind till the blood oh. ran from his legs. Yeah. I cut off his, okay, yeah, trigger warning. Oh God. I cut off his ears, nose, slit his mouth from ear oh. to ear, gouged out his eyes. He was dead then. I stuck the knife in his belly and held my mouth to his body and drank his blood. I picked up four old potato sacks and gathered a pile of stones. Then I cut him up. I had a grip with me. I pulled his nose, ears, and a few slices of his belly in the grip. Then I cut him through the middle of his body, just below the belly button. Then through his legs about two inches below his behind. I put, them, I put this in my grip with a lot of paper. 
I cut off the head, feet, arms, hands, oh. and the legs below the knee. Then I put in sacks weighed with stones, tied the ends and threw them into the pools of slimy water you will see along the road going to North Beach. I came home with my meat. I had the front of his with body I meat. liked best. With my meat, you sick bastard. His monkey and peewees and a nice little fat behind to roast in the oven and eat. I made a stew out of his ears, nose, pieces of his face and belly. I put onions, carrots, turnips, celery, salt and pepper. It was good. Then I split the cheeks of his behind open, cut off his monkey and peewees and washed them first. I put strips of bacon on each cheek of his behind and put them in the oven. Then I picked four onions and when the meat had roasted about a quarter hour, I poured about a pint of water over it for gravy and put in the ovens. Of frequent intervals, I basted his behind with a wooden spoon so the meat would be nice and juicy. In about two hours, it was nice and brown, cooked through. I never ate any roast turkey that tasted half as good as his sweet, fat little behind did. I'm sorry. I ate every bit of, I'm almost done. I okay. ate every bit of the meat in about four days. His little monkey was a, as a sweet as a nut, but his peewees I could not chew. Threw them in the toilet. That was it. This is so what he, he told the boy's mother? Yes, because he's when so she funny. asked what happened to my son, this I'm is what sorry. he told her mother. I would and have destroyed I, him. Like, they would have had to arrest me because, first of all, I would have just murdered his ass right then and there with my bare hands. I would have literally, I would have seriously clawed his fucking eyes out. I, like, oh my God. He, the he, detail he wants he to talk about castration. I would have ripped his dick off with my bare hands. I am not even lying. <laughs> oh, okay. You want, you like this? Crap. <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding. It was so fucked up. That is terrible. So fucked up. What the so, actual fuck? And how old are you? That What is a monkey? And what did you say? Monkey and what? peewees <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> i know i know so okay. the trial um the trial of fish for the premeditated murder of grace bud began on monday march 11th 1935 in white plains new york um as the prosecuting attorney uh elbert gallagher and frederick frederick p close as judge james dempsey was Fish's defense attorney, the trial lasted for 10 days. Fish pleaded insanity and claimed to have heard voices from God telling him to kill children. Oh, what the and fuck ever. Several psychiatrics. Oh my God, this, this makes me so, so mad. So several psychiatrists testified about Fish's sexual fetish, fetishes. It included which I don't know what all of these are. I actually have to go and look some of them up. Um, so you can totally if you want. But it included uh, coprophilia, urophilia, pedophilia, and maso or masochism. Okay. Is that how you say it? Masochism? I, how do you I don't say know. It? How do you spell it? Like a masochist. But it's... But with an ism? Yeah. I would assume it's masochism then. <laughs> uh, uh, is that how you say it? Is that how you say it? I just want to make sure. Anyways, 
<laughs> so there was a disagreement as to whether um, these activities meant he was insane. Some of the psychiatrists stated that he was, but others did not. So the defense chief's expert witness was Frederick Wortham, a psychiatrist with a focus on child development who conducted psychiatric examinations for the New York criminal courts. And Wortham stated that Fish was insane. But another defense witness was Marion uh, Nick Nicholas, Fish's 17-year-old stepdaughter, she described how Fish taught her and her brother taught her and her brothers and sisters a game involving oh overtones of yeah, overtones of uh, masochism and child molestation. So the jury found him to be sane and guilty, and the judge ordered a death sentence. Good, fucking Thank piece God. of shit. So after being sentenced, that makes me really um, angry. Trying to act like you're crazy when you know that you're just oh yeah, I'm, fucking I'm evil. Crazy. I'm crazy. I hear voices. The voices no, told me to do it, just... bitch. No. Yeah, they told you to write those letters to those parents, bitch. Those no. are, that's <laughs> terrible. Those letters. That that's not that's okay. A note. That's a note for me. That's a huge ass note. So after being sentenced, fish confessed to the murder of eight-year-old Francis McConnell, killed on Staten Island. Francis was playing on the front porch of his home near Port Richmond, Staten Island, in July 15, 1924. Francis's mother saw an old man walking by, clenching and unclenching his fists. He walked past without saying anything. Later in the day, the old man was seen again, but this time he was wa watching Francis and his friends play. And then Francis's body was found in, yeah, his body was found in the woods near where a neighbor had seen Francis and the old man going earlier that afternoon. He I'm had sorry. been assaulted and strangled. He had been assaulted and strangled with his suspenders. If you're a neighbor and you see this kid going with this strange man that you've never seen before, fucking say something. Just, just say something. It doesn't matter. Yes, it could be like a relative that lives far away that's coming to visit, but you don't know that. Just make sure. But, but, like, he was getting sentenced for the two other murders, and now he's, like, confessing to this other one that nobody knew about. Right. So, in Mar March 1935, he was executed on January 16th, or oh, yeah. he arrived in March 1935 to the oh. prison and was executed on January 16th, 1936 in the electric chair at Sing Sing. He entered the chamber at 11.06 and was pronounced dead three minutes later. He was buried in the Sing Sing pr Prison Cemetery. He was recorded to have said that electrocution would be the supreme thrill of my life. Just yeah. before the switch was flipped, he stated, I don't even know why I'm here. Legend has it that his execution took longer due to the numerous needles inserted into his privates, which disrupted the flow of electricity. Wait, he put needles into his... Yep. What the fuck? He, he put needles into his privates before going in to get electrocuted. What so the, the actual fuck? So the victims that are known, because he's um, admitted to them, is Francis So they McConnell. shouldn't have buried him. I feel like they should have just, like, thrown him in some fucking ditch somewhere. That ain't no lie. Like, That's just my thoughts. Like, I'm sorry. Like, he did these kids. Like, up like he did these kids. So um, his victims were Francis McConnell, he was eight, Billy Gaffney, who was also eight, and Grace Bud, who was ten. Hmm. Those um, are his known victims. 
those are his known victims. So he actually had other possible victims. Mm. Um, he denied involvement with any other murders. However, he was a suspect in three other mur murders. Detre oh, Detective King believed Fish may have been the Brooklyn vampire, a rapist and murderer, murderer who mainly preyed on children. And yeah. those victims um, was a 1927 Yetta Abram, what's Abram? Yeah, I don't know. Age 12, sorry. Okay. I mean, um, age 12 in the Bronx, she was strangled, beaten on the roof of a five-story apartment house at one or 1013 Simpson Street. She died in a hospital soon after she was found. Aww. The murderer escaped, but 20 detectives and many uniformed policemen were hunting for a tall young man who was said to have tried to lure several young girls of the neighborhood into dark hallways and alleys on May 14th. See, I would say that then, wouldn't sound like him because it was young girls, but also he went after Grace because she would have been an easier target. So maybe he went after young girls then because they were easier yeah. targets. Yeah. Um, 1932, Mary Ellen O'Connor, age 16, in Far Rockway in Queens on February oh, 15th. That's a little older than his normal stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't presume this with him. Her mutilated body was found in the woods close to a house that Fish had been painting, though. That's why oh. he was a suspect. But I that's mean, it's just possible. Crazy. It's possible. Yeah, but six, 16 would put up a fight. Younger kids wouldn't. That's why he went for him. Well, maybe that's why her body was mutilated and, and just left, because... Could have been. Could have been. And then in 1932, Benjamin Collings, age 17. It doesn't state how he was, but... Okay. Okay. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. He's a fucked up dude, is all I gotta say. The letters is what really got me about this guy. Like, Yeah, I don't like the letters. <laughs> but, like, yeah. in detail, to their parents. Just so matter-of-factly to their parents. That is... That is fucked up beyond fucked up. Like, and I feel so horrible for M Mrs. Bud who had to have her son read it. That is, I feel so horrible for the son. That's like his sister that he's having to read to his mother. I wouldn't have been able to read it. That is, I would have said, I'm sorry. I would have said, I'm sorry, mom. I can't read this to you. That is, that is awful. That is so awful. Thank you for this suggestion. <laughs> yeah, no. thanks. It's a no. good case, but it's it is a, a fucked yeah. up case. It's absolutely, yeah. Oh, it man. It's a good case. It's actually, um, it was probably my favorite suggestion we've gotten so far. Yeah, I can uh, say that. I, 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 yeah, I was going to say, it's, it's, it's one that's, um, not a presumed one that most people would go and pick. Right, right. I guess right. I should say so. So, you, if you think of some, you, if you think of somebody that somebody picked, you think, like, Ted, Ban Ted Bundy, Charles Manson, like all the big ones. Yeah. Albatross so is a kudos, big one, kudos. but not as often suggested, I guess. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he's a fun. I will be posting some some pictures to the gram. So follow the gram. Follow the gram. Good follow old, the, follow the, the facey space. The facey space. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody still have MySpace? Is that a thing I don't, still? I don't think. I don't think it is. Maybe. Mm. Try logging into your old one. Did you ever deactivate it or just leave it? I can't. One? I can't. I literally can't even remember my. Yeah, I have no my idea. Information. <laughs> it's been so long, so I probably I, it's have just, some. I really miss the top eight. 
I really miss. I was gonna say. I probably have some sweet ass wallpaper on my MySpace. Oh yeah, I know what my song was. I had a rock star by Nickelback as my. You opened my page and that shit was blasting. It was awesome. I don't even remember what mine is. I gotta. I gotta. I'm gonna have to look that shit up. Anywho, um, follow Anywho, Facebook page. We follow don't have a MySpace, actually. <laughs> we don't have one, so don't even look for us there because we don't have one. All the young people um, are like, what's MySpace? What's MySpace? <laughs> and by all the young people, I mean like our, our two listeners. It's no. the, <laughs> I know. MySpace was the TikTok of, of our time. <laughs> it was the TikTok. <laughs> but cooler. Okay. You can follow Anyways, our Instagram at... Albert- Oh, yeah, at uh, Sisters underscore podcast. We have a Facebook group, and it is? Serialholic Sisters underscore true crime shit or whatever. Shit yeah. or whatever. <laughs> or if whatever. you have a suggestion and would like to hear us talk about that suggestion, you can email it to us our, our, to our email at? Sisters at gmail.com. <laughs> there you go. Look at us being all. I mean, talk showy. We're all, we're all talk showy. We got our microphones. This was not planned, as you back. can tell. She's like, oh, I need to say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was like, oh, oh, you put me on the spot. <laughs> the reason I said that is because I don't remember what it is. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Anyways, okay. um, yeah. So until next, until next week. Next week. <laughs> next week. Okay. Okay. All right. Bye. bye.